Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. We are ALIVE alive and kicking here with the following podcast, which is scheduled for nostalgia. A 60-minute time limit is in place, and we are ready to introduce today's topic. This decade was known for multiculturalism, grunge music, hip-hop music, raves, video games, and the internet. The evolving entertainment landscape was rapid. In the midst of the rapid evolutions, one constant remained. Kids will play with toys. Today, we're busting out the turbo wheel and talking nine toy lines of the 1990s. And now for your hosts. They're weighing in today with the stress of fatherhood and fanfare of figures with actions. In the midst of adulthood, one constant remains. These two will still play with toys. They are the reigning, defending, toy cast tag team champions of the world at the Retro KO Joe at Time Blaster Toys Keith, together known as the Time Blaster Toy Cast. All right. Yeah, let's do it. So, nine toy lines of the 90s. Yes, sir. I'm very pumped for this, right? Yeah, this is going to be exciting. Sta- we started talking a week or two ago about potential options, right? How long did that list get? That list ended up being, I think, 31 different toy lines yeah, we came I up with. Yeah, I guarantee there's more we forgot. So. Oh, absolutely. And I threw a few in that you guys were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's this category, this category, this category. Well, there, there were a couple board games, and we decided we'll do a separate episode yeah, on yeah. board games. Yeah, that should probably be soon, board games. Yeah. But this, So, yeah, yeah, we're getting real specific here. We're talking action figures yes. that yeah. were released between 1990 and 1991. So we've got a yeah. narrow nine-year, ten-year focus. Yep. But I think we got nine good contenders, right? I think so. And they're all loaded up on turbo? They are on the turbo spinner. All That's beautiful. right. Are we, uh, do we want to announce what the nine are, or are we just going to keep it a surprise with each pick? Uh, let's. I mean, they're already on turbo, so let's just keep it a surprise. Yeah, I like so that. So we each picked three, obviously. Let's see how, you know, last time we did the turbo wheel, was it Was it you, Dave? All your picks were, like, right at the yeah, front. Yeah, I think so, The yeah. first two were me, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, the fourth like, one. I think. The fourth one, exactly. And then, uh, Keith, you had, like, the last two of the last, or three of the last four, but the last two were you. Yeah. Joe well, let, is the middle. Let's see how Turbo yeah. uh, spins out this time. Hopefully, Are we ready to spin? Hopefully an even mix. We'll see. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. All, All right, right. Let's go. Let's do First it. First spin is underway. Spin that wheel. Turbo's going around. You know, it's funny. Just randomly, while the wheel's spinning, right? Yeah. We went to a Tigers game on Friday, uh-huh. and they had a big giant wheel on the screen. Same exact oh. sound effect as Turbo. Same exact sound effect. They stole Turbo. <laughs> <laughs> The first one up is Bucky O'Hare. All right. So, Joe, this is your pick. Yeah, so Bucky O'Hare was a toy line that came out in 1991, produced by Hasbro. Okay. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I know the cartoon like didn't do all that well, so the toy line kind of got axed a little too early. They actually started 
production on series two and three of the figures, and there's a bunch of prototypes, but it got axed. They never yeah. were released, and there's one guy out there who owns a bunch of the prototypes, which are beautiful, and they're hand-painted prototypes. But, uh, yeah, so Bucky O'Hare, we actually got for the heroes, we got Bucky, Dead-Eye Duck. Dead-Eye Duck is sweet. He's got four arms. And there's a gun in each one of his Dude, hands. it's an amazing figure. We got <laughs> Willie DeWitt, probably the least. No, total you know. nerd, glasses. Um, those, glass, <laughs> those glasses are always lost. We got Blinky. Blinky sweet. Bruiser. Bruiser. And one of my favorites, Commander Dogstar. Who's Bruiser? Is he big dude? I think I he is. I can't picture yeah, him. Yeah, isn't he the big dude? Oh, with the, the, uh, like the orange The gorilla guy, guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then uh, on your villain sides, you had Toad Borg, the Air Marshal, Storm Toad Trooper, and Al Negator, who's a sweet purple okay. crocodile figure. I can see Dave. He knows all these characters. Oh, yeah. Of course he does. And <laughs> he then, knows them by name. And then there were two vehicles released. You had the Toad Croaker and the Toad Double Bubble. That's cool. So yeah. Bucky O'Hare, well, one thing, you know, you're talking about the cartoon. I know... My picks, all my picks had cartoons. Oh, yeah. 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 So all, all nine do. of these, every toy line had a cartoon? I Except for so. one of my picks didn't have a cartoon. Okay. Dick, the Dick Trick had Dick Tracy. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a movie. But uh, but nonetheless, no, with Bucky O'Hare, it's like I, I, when Joe said that, I was like, I do not remember this at all. And then when I like Googled it, I was like, okay, I vaguely remember it. I didn't yeah. watch the cartoon, didn't have any of the toys, but I kind of remember like, seeing the commercials for it or maybe the cartoon would be on but I, it wasn't like a show that i watched but yeah. i did vaguely remember it i do remember the duck and the bunny and that's all yeah. i really he remember. had an awesome theme song we tend to talk about that in these cartoons and their theme songs bucky o'hare had a good one. oh yeah yeah see i never watched yeah. the show you know one theme that's common at least in most of my picks and i know some of yours is like once ninja turtles hit oh it yeah was a success yep, yep. So many cartoons and toy lines that came after it just followed that formula. Yeah, they were trying to capture that lightning. They just right. couldn't do yeah. it. It's like anthropomorphic yeah. animal yep. brother things. So Bucky O'Hare doesn't really fall into that category. It's kind of unique. Kind of, right? yeah. Right? I mean, it's not exactly the same. Still. And it's pretty, it's probably the first one being in 1991. Yeah, 91. It's pretty early on. You yeah. know, my picks that I'm thinking are later in the decade. So, mm-hmm. you know. The figures are sweet. I like them no, a lot. Very but colorful, I don't. Yeah. I don't know a whole lot about the line. Do you have any? Have you had any in the store? Once in a while, you get them. It's been a while, though. Honestly, yeah. But, you don't see them you know, too it, often. It was one of those toy lines that one series definitely hit clearance. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, if you were a kid in '91 or you know early '92 and you had ten bucks and you went to KB, there was a chance you could have got the whole line at, in one shot. Right. And then uh, it was Boss Fight, right, that got the license and put out some new Bucky O'Hare stuff? Yeah. I don't yep. know the year, like 2016 or 2017 or something recent. like that. It was pretty recent, yeah. Probably in the last three or four years. Those figures are really cool as They're well. They're cool. They're a little bit bigger. Yeah. yeah better poses, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Bucky O'Hare was sweet. I, and I think Bucky O'Hare was born in the comic books first. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You get yourself a little Bucky O'Hare, stick him next to Space Cadet Raphael. Oh, dude, yeah. That's perfect. Cool. They're well, perfect. <laughs> that's a pretty cool line. All right, are we ready to spin again? Yep. Yeah. All How right. are we following Bucky O'Hare? I don't Let's know. Go. We're going from space to what? Round and round she goes. Turbo Rim is she a stops, only Turbo knows. Uh-oh. Let's go. Oh, no, not as close as I thought. All right. We are landing on Dick Tracy. Okay. All right. So that's the one toy line that didn't have the cartoon. Right, yeah. On had the, the nine. Movie. Awesome in, movie, though. Came out in 1990. The movie did, um, which is, I mean, I'm sure you, have you guys seen the movie. Oh yeah, I saw it for the first time six months ago. Really? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, I never, yeah, never saw it. Serious? I'm serious. Yeah, Dick Tracy. Um, 
like I was a big fan of the movie as a kid. I remember seeing it in theaters. Yep. And uh, Dick Tracy started out as a comic book, and the, the, ironically, in the 1930s in Detroit. Yeah. Like it was oh, a I didn't De- know that. it was a Detroit Mirror exclusive comic in like 1930s, and then it just continued to gain popularity. There's a comic strip in newspapers. Did the person who write it live in Detroit? Is that yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it then ended up branching out to a national thing, and and then you know it's taken place about prohibition era and, and gangsters and you know mafia and mm-hmm. you know Dick Tracy's with the cool watch that you can talk into. I mean that thing was a hundred years ahead of its time. I've got an Apple Watch on right now. I know it's original We're Apple all Dick Watch. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like and it was awesome, but that was just a comic strip, and then you know it kind of faded away. As as the world evolved, and then in the night, and then Warren, ba- I guess the studios were trying to make a movie for a while on it all through the eighties, and Warren Beatty, who played Dick Tracy, just kind of said, "No, we're making this happen." Because he's mm-hmm. a kid, he grew up as a big fan mm-hmm. of it. But going specifically into the toys, uh, they made fourteen figures. Playmates made the toys, yeah, and coming off the Ninja Turtle success, they have very similarities to. Oh, dude, they fit in perfect. I mean, they're the same exact scale, but how- same articulation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, you the put guns. Dick Tracy next to a, a Ninja Turtle, and they look like they oh, yeah, exist perfect. in the same universe. So they had the, um, like I said, fourteen of them made, but really only thirteen were released initially. Mm-hmm. There was one, the blank, which I never had as a kid. Yeah, I don't, you and nobody. I was, I don't know anyone who had it except for I've, I've seen one as an adult in person. You yeah, saw I've one? seen a blank figure. That somebody a collector had, mm-hmm. um, and I I couldn't believe it. And the only reason they had it is because they were actually a big Madonna oh, collector, yeah. a big Madonna yeah, fan. That'd and be the Holy Grail. Wasn't that figure only uh, like a, a Canadian yes. exclusive? Yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. where they bought it. Was okay. in Canada, yeah. right? So they bought it in like 1992 mm-hmm. in Canada, like years after the movie had been out. Right. But you had 14 figures. Um, I mean, I had most of these guys yeah. as a kid. I mean, I had Dick Tracy, um, Sam Ketchum. And big, those cool orange pants. Awesome orange pants. <laughs> big boy. Uh, the brow. I did not have Steve the Tramp. Oh, mm. no. I did not have the blank. Um, and I did not have Lips Manless. Even though oh, Lips Manless is cool. He comes with cement, sh- concrete blocks yes. yeah. as an accessory. Yeah. yeah, I did have, I think, everybody else. So I had Itchy. Oh, Itchy's cool. One Mumbles, which is a great performance by Dustin Hoffman in the mm-hmm. movie. Influence was the guy I played with the most, even though yeah. he just had like this bright green suit. It was like right. Ted DiBiase of, yeah. of the Dick yeah. Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that crowbar. Yes, and then Shoulders. Um, Prune Face, who was another one of my favorite toys to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rodent. And then, of course, probably the best bad guy of the whole the whole movie and of the toy line, mm-hmm. old Flat Top himself. Flat top. <laughs> with his Tommy gun. Yeah. Yeah, super cool toy. So, the, I mean, l- real quick, let's go back and we got to tell the story of the blank just a little bit. Why it's so yeah. uh, rare and unique, and you know, the, the main reason is because the whole film, Dick Tracy, you know, a major plot point is trying to determine who the blank is, right? You know, so a toy is produced of the blank, and so it's an action figure with a mask over its head, just like the yep. character in the movie. But the idea. You know, from Disney, the studio that produced the film, they didn't want that toy on the shelf spoiling the plot of the movie. You right. put a blank on the shelf, kid buys it, rips the mask off, they know the end of the movie. So they held off on uh, putting the blank in the cases. You know, they waited a few months. They're like, mm-hmm. let's get this movie out. Let's make sure everybody's seen it. And once we've not, we're not spoiling anything, the blank will be on shelves for kids to buy. Right. Well, what happens is Dick Tracy doesn't really – it's not that successful of nope. a film. Does not, you know, reach – 
the goals that they thought you know that it was going to attain. So by the time the figures produced, and in cases the toys aren't even on shelves anymore, they all end up getting shipped to Canada. I yep. believe Sears. Yeah, somehow. I think it was Sears. It's like a, so it's like you had to be in Canada in a Sears at a very short period of time in 1991 or two to get this figure, which by then no one was even interested in these toys. So to get a blank figure now bonkers man loose yeah. the figures like three four grand carded yep. it's crazy crazy money it's a really awesome action figure but by far one of the most rarest action figures you know from yeah. the early 1990s i saw one at motor city comic-con a couple of years was ago carded, carded eight thousand dollars oh. the guy was asking for wow it. yeah i've never seen one yeah. in person wow yeah that's cool cool toys though i love the dick tracy toys yeah. i was messing with them all this week dude yeah we completed a bunch of dick <laughs> yeah, tracy we had figures pretty much the whole it was way, fun i haven't, I haven't played them. with dick tracy figures in a long time yeah it was sweet one cool thing that I remember too as a kid, um, it was like a, I did the same thing with my GI Joes and Ninja Turtles, but they had like the little bio card on the yeah. back, of the yep. card back, mm-hmm. and I remember cutting those out. And for whatever reason, I had a stack of those, long gone. Yeah, got pitched at some point, but yeah, I thought that was always cool. And yeah. like I said, I loved the movie. I saw it in theaters. I love it too. I, I don't, don't even think I cared to see it. But I fell in love with the movie and the franchise after seeing it in mm-hmm. theaters. Like it was just one of those things I drug along to. Mm-hmm. Older brother wanted to see it and. I got that sent. And what a there. what a marketing monster Dick Tracy was, you know. They were pushing oh. that everywhere. Yeah, they thought Disney thought Man. they had the next Batman on yeah. there. It was yeah. honestly Disney's uh answer to Batman yeah. because Batman's Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, Well, we got a comic book movie in our back pocket. Man, Dick Tracy was everywhere. But they just you know just the timing wasn't right, man. Yeah. Like nineties, eighties, nineties kids weren't ready for like eight 1930s mobsters yeah just right you know what i mean right that would have appealed to dads and grandpas more than like a little kid right exactly and then the idea of dick tracy being in disney world i had i had a a guy in the shop he was talking to me he's like i was at disney world that summer he's like and they had dick tracy things and he's saying like you know they'd pull up in a car and get out and have a gunfight really yeah and i'm like dude could you imagine that happening at disney disney guns like it just doesn't go together Mm -hmm. at all that's I cool. love it. Wish I, I could love saw it. Can that. we go back and <laughs> just... I want to see that show. That had to be such a short period of yeah. time, huh? Where yeah. like oh, D- yeah. Dick Tracy had a prominent role in the park. Yeah, yeah. Cool toy line, though. All right, we're going back to Turbo. Let's go back right. to Turbo. We'll spin this again. All right, well, so we got round and round. We got she early goes. '90s. Let's see what we'll get. Maybe we'll get a mid to late '90s we pick got here. Turbo. Oh man. We are on one of my newly discovered favorites, <laughs> Pirates of the Dark Water. <laughs> Of all the action figure lines <laughs> of the 1990s to start collecting, Dude, I, I would have um, never thought this be the one you were, you were going to go in on. Me and Pirates of the Dark Water go way back. Oh, right? really? Like, all right, I'm going to sit back and hear this Probably story. like maybe five, six, seven years ago when I first like stumbled onto the figures at a toy show, right? I knew uh-huh. about the cartoon. I, I feel like I knew they had toys but just forgot. Yeah. And I saw these figures and they just caught my eye because, I mean, like you know, they're so colorful. Oh, yeah. I mean... They come with awesome weapons, and they're pirates. I mean, are they what, Hasbro or Mattel? They are Hasbro. Okay. And um, I don't know. I just I fell in love with these figures, right? And yeah. And I was holding off, and I think the main <clears throat> the main reason why I didn't buy them at this toy show is because I just dropped like a bunch of money on carded team and T, right? Yeah. So I'm like, eh, I'm gonna pass on these guys, and I regretted that for so long. And then on the fateful day, here at Time Blaster <laughs> Toys, Keith tells me, well, why don't you go in the back and go in that bin, one of Patrick's bins, and grab some more stuff. So I'm yeah. digging around that bin, and I pick up these carded figures, and I look down on the bottom, and there they are. I see Bloth. 
<laughs> and Ios and uh, man. And then later on that day, we discover all oh, the pirate ships in there too. Yeah. And this thing, right? man, what a rare ship! You go on eBay now, there is not one that is loose complete on eBay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Pirates of Dark Water. Uh, it aired between 1991 and 93. Only it had that long of a run. It, it had a long run, but it only had 21 oh, episodes. They just kept re and those bad. I think boys. season one was like 13 episodes, or maybe like a five-episode miniseries, uh-huh. something like that. Yeah. And um, yeah, so the entire line is only eight figures in one vehicle, which is the Wraith, the pirate ship. Yeah, that and, ship's uh, cool though. It's just yeah, it's an awesome. It's the show really got a cult following years after it aired. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's about a guy. Uh, his name's Ren, and you know, it's it's that it's the hero's journey story, right? So this kid grows up and he doesn't know his heritage, right? Um. So he's a prince and he's the last of his people. And his world is being destroyed by what they call dark water, which is like, it kind of reminds me of Venom's symbiote. Okay. And, you know, it comes out of the water and his world's being destroyed. And the only way to save his world is to collect the 13 treasures of Rune. Sound interesting? <laughs> yes, 13 yeah. treasures of Rune. And so that's that's the basis of the show. And he's got his, his ragtag of misfit friends and... He's got like a monkey bird sidekick. I was going to ask about yeah, that monkey bird. Yeah, his name's Niddler. That thing's cool. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's the show. They're trying to find these 13 treasures, and Bloth is the main bad guy who's trying to find the treasures as well for mm-hmm. his his own greedy uh, needs. But the show never got completed. Uh, it got axed, and uh, we never saw the end result oh, of man. who won this battle. Oh, that's too bad. But I mean, yeah, it's awesome toys. If you guys don't know it, look it up. They're really sweet. Yeah. And now I'm on a mission to complete this line. You know, it's not a very ex- the figures themselves. Well, you know what? Carded, they're they're they're, yeah, they're a little com- bit. And I bet you to get them complete's probably not that yeah, easy either I mean, because there's probably not a lot of people that held on to those swords no, and everything over the years. No right? way, man. No way. You go on eBay and just type in Pirates of the Dark Water. There's, I mean, there's stuff, but there's not a lot of stuff. Yeah. Right. I had never Maybe. heard of this show until. Yeah. Until I added it to my T- list. Until Joe said, I was like, what the heck was Pirates of Darkwater? Did you watch the I opening? I Googled it. I did. I actually watched the opening. It was a cool, cool song, cool opening, but yeah. I, I I, don't remember anything about it. And then I was shocked to find out, like, the voice cast. I'm like, there are oh, some, yeah, I didn't even mention some that. A-star lineups yeah. in this uh, this voice cast for this show that just never hit for whatever reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Just didn't. Tim Curry and Hector Elizondo really yeah. popped out to me. I'm like, these guys are Phenomenal. Yeah. And so what Jim year? Cummings? 90, 91. 91. 91 to yeah, 93. Yeah, kind of right around the same time as Mattel's Hook figures. Maybe that yeah. had something to do with the Hook yeah, People definitely probably liked Hook a lot better. Yeah. Oh, yeah, was, for sure. It was like the year of Pirates being real important. It really was, early yeah. 90s. Early 90s and Pirates, man. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> well, I feel like it's like Pirates. Everything's cyclical, so it's just, yeah. you know. Yeah. feels like a pirate boom was 10 years later with Pirates of the right. Caribbean. Well, pirates so. is like one of those categories like that, you know, when you think of like toys, especially when we were kids, it's like space, mm-hmm. monsters, pirates, pirates. You know what I mean? Like it just checks. It's one of those timeless tropes of the toy aisle. There's going to be pirates in there somehow. Yeah. I think Peter Pan and the Pirates was around that time too. You're right. So yeah. there's another one. We've yeah. had we've had quite a, a a broad spectrum here so far. We had a space rabbit. Yes. <laughs> we had a 1930s mobster. Yes. That, Detective and um, now pirates. Now, now we're talking fluorescent colored pirates. Dude, All right, awesome. What awesome. could possibly be next? Oh, oh no! Man. Only one way to find out. Well, let's find out. Where are we going, man? All right, Turbo, tell us. What do we have here? We've got a lot of early '90s. Got Pixar. Oh, I think a lot of our picks are early '90s. Okay. We are landing on 
the Cowboys this of Moobase. Oh, this, this is all like 1991, man. Joe front-loaded episode. Talk here. about fluorescently oh, colored Dude, things. So, like, I just picked this randomly because how can you not talk about <laughs> these upright cows? I mean, these guys are born out of TMNT. Yeah, crazy, this is right? definitely the first of a few TMNT yeah. homages coming our way. In no, this 92. Aired, yeah, in yeah, 92 to 93, yeah. Great theme song. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> so good. It's probably song. better than the entire show. The theme song. Yeah, yeah. I remember the. I remember the theme song. Right when I re- saw Cowboys and Moomace, I'm like, I remember the theme song popped right in my head. Like it just, not the whole thing, just the chorus. I was like, Ah, Moomace. But what's um, what's cool about this is, as you know, we say that these shows are born out of the team and T craze. The guy named Ryan Brown, who actually came up with the show and mm-hmm. wrote the show, he worked on team and T. Ah. On the original comic books, so oh okay, I thought that was kind of cool. I, yeah. I learned that the other day. It's like time for me to yeah. get my payday, right? So I have all these names written down because there's no way you're gonna remember all these or guys. lack thereof payday. It's four brothers, right? Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know if they're brothers, are they? It might have been. There's, yeah, this is, yeah. There's just so we've gone, like I said, space. Yeah, 1930s. <laughs> We went, we went to the pirates, and now we're going to the wild, wild west. Oh, the old the, frontier, right. the code of the west. That was the thing with cowboys too. While you're looking up the names here, Joe, is yeah. the cowboys. It was like C O W. It was an acronym because yeah. it was like code of the west. Code of the west. Boys yeah. of Mumesa. Yeah. Right. And so you had Marshall Moo Montana. Oh, what a name! <laughs> the leader of the. He's cowboys. the dude with the with the cha- yeah. well with the yeah. cow print chaps. Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, the red hat. And then you had Dakota Dude. And Great. he was the He's, muscle of the group. He sounds right? like my kind of guy. I, huh? and so I remember. So yeah, I watched the cartoon. I never had the toys, but Dakota yeah. was my favorite. And then you had the youngest of the group and the so-called ladies' man. Oh boy, Colorado kid. Oh, that's yeah. the Michelangelo. Like yeah, right absolutely, there. absolutely. And this was a Hasbro line, uh, produced in '91. Like we said, similar to TMNT. There were ten figures and only one vehicle, oh. which was a locomotive, and it was called the the Wild West. Iron Horse. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was like a black locomotive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, Cowboys of Mumesa, man. Yeah, that thing's rare, that vehicle. I've never seen it. I've never seen it in but person. I found the missile for it, like in a bin of accessories. Oh. This is probably a year or How two ago. How much does that missile go I for? Sold it for 50 bucks. Holy it was one smokes. missile. Because I was like, what is this? It's so unique looking. And the yeah. Google search, I'm like, oh, wow, it goes to the Cowboys of Mumesa. The crazy amount of missiles you found in, in, <laughs> in your bins <laughs> over the years blows Bro, my mind. 100, there's a hundred yeah. missiles I could grab within five feet of my person right but yeah, now. Yeah, Cowboys was cool. I picked it because, I mean, you know, Cowboys, mutated Cowboys. Yeah. And again, cows. They're yeah, figure, the, cows. It's a figure line cowboys. that, again, it does not come around that much. No. You know what I mean? So what, maybe... Six to nine months ago, I got my hands on probably about six of them. Yeah. Remember when I had them? Oh, yes, I do, yeah. And I really regret. I should have kept them. They're cool. They were just so cool, They're man. very cool. I should have kept them because I have not line. got one since. Yeah. You said it was Mattel? Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah, yeah okay. they're really cool, man. Yep. I like them a lot. They, I mean, you, you get your four Cowboys and Mumesa, mm-hmm. and you stick your four TMNT, and then you get your four uh, Sharks Dude. we're going to be talking about in a little bit. Oh, my bit. gosh. Biker mice. Ooh, Dick Tracy. Baby. The perfect 90s show. <laughs> you get Dick Tracy and Sam Ketchum. In the <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sam Ketchum and April O'Neil would have been a hell of a team. Okay. Hell yeah. yeah. All right. We yeah, ready Cowboys to and Mumesa, cool stuff. Very cool. All right. Oh, 
I All missed, right. I missed the we, button there. All right. Where are we going? Turbo is Ooh, a spinning. Anticipation. It's killing. So we still got all three of Keith's and two of mine. Joe is wiped oh, out. Out, I'm out, man. <laughs> Joe's going to sit back. All right. Relax. We landed oh. on trolls, baby. Oh, man. Backloaded once again. The three of the final four are going to go on Keith. The craze <laughs> in the 90s that was trolls. Trolls is a, it's a broad topic, right? Yeah. 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 Troll, like once trolls hit, which what year are we talking? Like 93? So it actually depends on like what I mean. The, the troll classic troll dolls were yeah. like 1990. Okay. Um, but like this goes all the way back to like the 1950s. Yeah. In Denmark, because they were huge in Denmark. Um, and they got a little like cup of coffee in the States in the 60s. Beatlemania running wild. Trolls had a little little run like probably when our parents were were kids like my mom i know had a troll doll when she was a really little kid and then they just faded away in the u.s but they stayed real popular in europe and then it just narrowed back down to denmark and then it was the late 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 80s with the boom of cartoons and and kids they started looking at like uh, you know obviously ninja turtles was taking off so like oh what other things we're talking about yeah. all these other shows so all these tr there's trolls what if we had Cool trolls. So they started yeah. trying to develop a cartoon of trolls, which ended up, I think, ended up being Battle Trolls. Okay. Came out of that, and then Stone Protectors came out of that, which I'm sure we'll touch on here in a minute. Yeah. So they were developing that, and then they were trying to get the rights from Thomas Dam was the guy's name in Denmark who created these. And he actually created the original troll doll as a Christmas present for his daughter. They had no money, and he was a wood carver, okay. and he carved a, a a troll out of wood, and All then right. put. Uh, sheep wool on its head oh. and like that was the original first troll doll so he was making those and selling them in his shop in Denmark in the 50s out of wood with yeah. sheep wool as their hair that's cool and then they became plastic and mass produced but he still owned the rights to them in the 80s so damn things was the name oh, of his company which amazing. is awesome damn show. <laughs> and um and uh, and then yeah, and then the battle trolls struck off. So then battle trolls were like a cross like GI Joe and Ninja Turtle like mm -hmm. concept deal. Yeah, super buff. Yeah, super yep. super buff. They all had like you know different gimmicks basically. They were all spoofs off of like other characters and different gimmicks. But they had you know a couple series of lines there. There ended up being twenty six total battle trolls. That came out of this, and I had those. I know a lot of people had the regular. There were twenty six battle trolls. Twenty six wow. battle trolls got released. Wow, that's and, amazing. Um, and they were made by, oh, I had this somewhere in here. I think Mattel. Yeah. Oh, no. Hasbro. Hasbro. One of the Hasbro. Two. Hasbro picked up the rights. Hasbro picked up the rights from Thomas Dam because they started to release the, the classic plastic fluorescent colored hair turtles with a little stone in their belly. Mm -hmm. Girls were buying those in yeah. like 1990. 92 is when Battle Trolls finally hit the market, mm -hmm. and that was appealing to boys. They sure. were trying to get boys to buy these toys because... Right. The troll dolls were over with the girls. Like, oh, that's good. Yeah, stick a Boys. gun in his hand. Right. That's Absolutely. right. <laughs> yes, yeah, so they had. I'm not going to name all 26, but I mean, if there was anything, I mean, you just just picture a thing like a ninja, a football player. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, Batman. Like they had a Rambo, a Terminator, yeah. a hockey player, football player. It went. The whole list was there, and that was more on the battle trolls line, and that that had more success than Stone Protectors. Yeah. But Stone Protectors far more memorable. And I had I had both Battle Trolls and Stone Protectors, and I had a couple Troll Dolls myself. Yeah, the Stone mm -hmm. Protectors to me are the, you know, Battle Trolls are cool, but I, what I like about Stone Protectors is the scale, right? Yeah. Because they yep. are right around that 1990s, you know, all the lines we've talked about, Dick Tracy, Bucky O'Hare, TMNT. Yep. Stone Protectors fit inch. right in. Yep. 
Um, and I can't. Is it Chester? Yep, is that Chester, Chester the wrestler? Chester yep. the wrestler. Yeah, uh, and then what's the dude with the roller skates? He's got like a crop top though. Yeah. So he's a troll, but he's got a nice. He's got like the, like the, he's lined the up. Kid in play. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Yeah. So stone protectors. I don't remember one with roller skates. Oh I have yeah, he had orange roller blades on. I have had Angus the soldier. He was the army dude. Okay. Then you had Chester the wrestler. He wore like the yellow singlet. I had you know I had both of those toys. I also mm-hmm. had Clifford the rock climber. Okay. Which was uh, that was like my favorite stone protector for some reason. And then Cornelius the samurai. Oh wow. One those were the those were the four main <laughs> ones. It might have been Maxwell. Oh Ma- it's, yeah. Yeah, Maxwell. He was like. Yeah, I mean, yes, he was part of the the main group because they were also a band. These things were oh. so the Stone Protectors were so cool because they all were a band mm-hmm. with like weird little gimmicks that they all had, but then they all fought as like a team with their stones. It was yeah. wild, wild concept of a cartoon that I vaguely remember the cartoon, but I had the, the toys. Yeah, one of the few things where I had more of the toys and didn't really pay much attention to the show. Yeah, right. Well, the trolls craze. I mean, so. You know, you're talking about battle trolls appealing to boys and stone protectors. So TMNT themselves had to get in on that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. There's turtle trolls. They came out in 1993. So it's a, you know, imagine a cute little troll mixed with a ninja turtle. They're like these little super cute. They you are know, really cute. Wildly bright hair. They got their little specific belt and their uh, very bright, bright accessories. But I love those figures, man. Trolls were... And, you know, who who knew 20, 25 years later, Trolls would have another resurgence? Yeah. You know, geez, I don't know how many times I've seen those Trolls movies with my kids, like a Dude, million times. At least. And Justin Timberlake, man. You just... got Poppy and Branch, but they don't they don't realize. Right. You know, back in the 90s, Battle <laughs> Trolls was where it was at. <laughs> right. All the, popular, all the popularity Justin Timberlake's had in his career, and he does the Trolls movies. Trolls. No, no, I mean, he was <laughs> me- megastar. But what Trolls allowed yeah. him to do was yeah. basically retire... Oh yeah, from music with can't that's can't stop the feeling song Dude. was so massive, and then he sells his entire music library for uh, you know two hundred and fifty million dollars. Right, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm retired. Right, hell yeah. I did trolls. I got a like, my biggest hit. Is he really retired? He hasn't put music out in years, and he's good for him. He, he sold right. he sold his music library this year. Wow. So he's, he's I mean, he'll, he life. could probably Living put out that branch money. Put, yeah, and he's what for the rest of his 41, life. Forty one, maybe forty two. Yeah. I mean, he's a young man still. Yeah. Wow. And um, but yeah, good for him. And my favorite battle troll, though, I forgot. I do have to mention this battle troll mm-hmm. that I had. It was the Ultimate Warrior ripoff battle troll. Oh, oh really? Yeah. yeah. What's his name? It was Trolltimate Warrior. Trolltimate Warrior. That was his name. Yes. How about the Google. All Hasbro had the rights to Ultimate yeah. Warrior, so I guess they yes. probably thought they couldn't yeah. get sued. Of course, I had the hockey player one, but yeah. Trolltimate, Trolltimate Warrior. Warrior. Warrior face paint looked just. I mean, it was like. Is this real? I'm looking it up. <laughs> I it's it is it's there. I'm just getting Ultimate Warrior. I'm not. It is the there. It is. And see, it was a series three release in 1993. Wow, that's cool. That I remember having him, and then Chester, the wrestler. Yeah. Of, of course, obviously. But yeah, no trolls. I, I loved the trolls. They yeah, man, so trolls cool. is 90s for sure. Oh yeah. And then the popularity too. You mentioned that, but like. Mimi from the Drew Carey show. You couldn't <laughs> like go anywhere without seeing her. <laughs> Man, I did not think Mimi would be getting name dropped today. Uh, and toy, there was a troll in Toy Story too. If I remember, the first Toy Story, I think even had a little troll doll. Yeah, yes, sir. yeah, mm-hmm. a little, little reference. Probably. There. Were you able to find a picture? Of I troll was from not. The warrior? No. I just, oh, it kept man. giving me Jim pictures. All right, I'll, I'll try I'll, to find them for the IG we'll, we'll post. look. Yeah, I'll try to look and then, uh, but go ahead and spin that wheel. All right, back to Turbo we go. Hopefully, we get a Keith top. Let's here. see if Keith. Otherwise, will come he's closing this thing out. Oh God. We're going to have some sips of coffee. Three to one. Oh, here we go. All right. We landed on 
The New Adventures of He-Man. Okay, here we go. So this the year is 1990. So yes. a new decade has come, right? Yep. The, the 80s is in the back door. And, you know, what's one of, if not the most successful toy line of the 1980s, guys? Yeah. We're Masters talking, of the Universe. We're talking Masters of the Universe, Absolutely. right? Ushered in a whole new idea, you know, prior to Motu figures. Star Wars is on top of the world at three and three and three quarter inch. Yep. So the boys at Mattel are like, let's make them bigger, buffer, batter. Yeah. That's where He-Man comes in. So He-Man sales, I mean, Mattel is literally carried on the back of He-Man for what, all of 84, 85, yes. going into 86. By 1987, sales are going down. By 88, you, you know, He-Man's like in the bargain bin. Yeah. Right? So you know, guys at Mattel are trying to figure out what are we going to do? What are we going to do to refresh He-Man? <laughs> So what do they come up with, Joe? What do they what do they come up with for He-Man? They send him to space. <laughs> where else they, are you gonna send him? They send He-Man to space, and that's where you get the new adventures of He-Man. So the fall of 1990, the cartoon drops, the toys are out soon, or maybe even a little bit prior to that. And I don't think does anyone look back on this time fondly? Like, are there are there fans of the new adventures of He-Man? There's got to be, but, I mean... I was a big He-Man cartoon watcher as a kid in the 80s, and I remember watching the adventures of He-Man and had a couple of the toys just because I liked the, the yeah. OG, and then I don't. I think I watched, like, two episodes of This is not my He-Man. This yeah, stinks. No. Skeletor it's, was... Yeah. Skeletor didn't even look like Skeletor. He stunk. Yeah. Well, He-Man didn't look like He-Man. Well, that's you know? true. He's, he's freaking <laughs> you know, a little, little skinny brother. He's got a ponytail. He's carrying a space sword. Uh, it's just a wild, man. I The reason I kind of remember these figures as well as I do is because I know I got these things at Big Lots. Okay. Oh, that sounds I got right. them at Big Lots for probably a dollar each because mm -hmm. the line was not successful. So they were in the discount retailers really quickly, probably within a year. Um, yeah, these kids didn't want these little tiny He-Man toys. Yeah, they just, they really didn't. Oh, Dave's showing me. Dude, I <laughs> need that. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we just saw a picture of the Trultimate Warrior, which Amazing. is going to be on Joe's eBay safe search Absolutely. list from now on. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, back to He-Man. So, you know, you send He-Man to space, you refresh the line, so the figures are smaller yeah. than you would pitch your Motu figures. Um, you know, it's funny you know what maybe two three months ago we got some of those demolition man action figures in yeah and we we were starting to look at and we're like these are just new adventures of he-man figures repainted you they know what I mean? they didn't even take the h off of he-man's <laughs> no thing that he wears and he's still got the sword holder in the back and he doesn't even come with the sword wow <laughs> they just straight up straight up repaint stuck sly stallone's head on a he-man yep. body repainted it and threw it in a package mm -hmm. um but yeah, New Adventures of He-Man, there's all sorts of, all new characters, right? So there's a few, you know, Skeletor carries over, He-Man carries over. Outside of that, it's all new characters. I remember right? like a Hydro guy, I mean his name might have been Hydro, maybe Hydron? Hydron. Yeah, there was a guy, yeah. Yeah, I remember him and I had that toy with, mm -hmm. with the new He-Man and I had the, the Skeletor. Yeah. I didn't have any of the other toys, but what's the other... Oh, I can't think, I can picture the stupid other baby face, he was terrible though. I can't even picture him. But, you know, there's no Battle Cat. There's no Man at Arms. No. There's no Orko. There's, you know, all Flog. Flog? Yeah. I think it was Flog or Flag. You might want to look that one up. It was like Flag or Flog. I think it's Flog. Flog might have been a villain. He might have been a villain because he had like a whip. Flog sounds like it would be right. The figures are nuts, man. So, you know, it's funny in subsequent years with, you know, Motu Classics and even Origins. Has Origins... uh have they made Have they made a new Adventures of He-Man figure yet in the Origins line? 
I know they made the two two hundred. No, apps. but I, I think they're coming out. Okay. I, think, I think I remember seeing like prototype images yeah. of maybe the He-Man. And I remember being so disappointed because we're hot off the heels. Like you had the He-Man cartoon. Well, you're a big Lundgren fan, too. and I love me some Dolph Lundgren <laughs> Masters of the Universe mm-hmm. movie. I know it's a. Uh, Hated by most, but I was a child. Yeah, and yeah. I still have a great appreciation of the movie because Frank Langell's performance Skeletor is top notch. It is really good. I mean, Meg Foster is evil. And come on, mm-hmm. <laughs> when the new Adventures of He Man came out, I thought I was going to follow more of the movie. Right. It would make sense, and like the movie didn't really tie back to the prior history, it, so they really could have made it. Yeah, know. and you had a couple of the new characters for the movie that would have been perfect to throw in there, like. Flog, for example, with this whip that he's cracking. There was a guy in the freaking movie with a whip, and I remember just being so disappointed. Sorry. I'm... <sighs> That's okay. okay. Vince, no, Vince. because that disappointment and frustration that you are expressing right now, I feel like a lot of people collectively in 90 and 91 felt the same way. That's why the line died as quickly as it did, and it took a decade before He-Man got another chance at a revival. What, 2001 is when, you know... The, the new cartoon and 200x comes out yeah, and they yeah. do all that yeah so yeah new adventures of he-man a small footnote in a storied history that nobody yeah. looks back with fondly it's not great no. but you have to acknowledge i it. couldn't yeah. imagine be, so imagine being like we were really little with original masters of the universe he-man cartoon right mm-hmm. imagine being like 12 mm-hmm. or between 12 and 18 yeah and like you you're into he-man then you got, oh, my God, they're coming out with a He-Man movie. Yeah. And then you get the Dolph Lundgren movie, which most teenagers and up hated at the time. And then you're like, oh, we're getting another new He-Man show. Okay, they're going to fix the thing from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a double dose of disappointment. Yeah, that's yeah. why. Just slap you right in the mouth. Yeah. And, I mean, I was a child was disappointed, even though I love the movie and the cartoon. But, yeah, it's just sad. Yeah. So, yeah, New Adventures of He-Man. He didn't have many of those adventures. <laughs> no, not many at all. <laughs> no, I think he still had like 60 episodes of the show, though. Jeez. It still had a run. It was only like one season, but I think it had, it they had all, like... They went all in. Like a year... 60-episode season. Like a year worth for of... for 60 episodes. They thought they were going to have a hit on Right, the they thought. Yeah. All right, back to Turbo, back boys. To all right. Turbo. We got three, three to left. go. Three, three to go. Left. Two heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah, we do have some heavy hitters left on here. And we're about to get one of those heavy hitters. Yeah, we are. The third one left is... We are on Street Sharks. Oh, baby. Jawsome. Yeah. <laughs> so this is 1995, yeah. Mattel, yep. Street Sharks. Yes, sir. You know, in the vein of Ninja Turtles, of Cowboys of Mumesa, mm-hmm. right? You know, you've got a formula that's worked. Um, so how do you tweak it and how do you make it appeal to, you know, kids? How do you sell toys, more importantly? Just change the animal, apparently. So the dudes at Mattel, they came up with <laughs> they came up with the gimmick. Let's make them sharks. Let's make them big, giant, mutated humans that become, they're half human, half shark. Mm-hmm. Their jaws can literally chew through anything, yeah. chew through the streets, chew through the side of a car. Their digestive systems, they can just somehow, <laughs> <laughs> somehow swallow whatever it is that they're... They're eating. Hey, sharks do eat license plates. Real sharks do. Yeah, so, yeah. these street sharks, yeah. they'll eat the street that they the will. license plate, that the car. <laughs> I remember the cartoon. <laughs> my my uh, my younger brother was really into street sharks cartoons, so I watched a lot of the episodes. He had a handful of toys, so I do yeah. remember seeing these. But, I mean, I, I was probably, this was what, like 95, 97? Yeah. yeah. Like, they had a good run, a couple yeah. season run, and yeah, awesome so, toys. Yeah, so street sharks, the toys in the 90s, I was not buying these toys. I was like, not either. When I was 13, I was not buying street sharks. I was buying my, well, in 95, Hasbro's were, I probably wasn't, Hasbro's weren't even on the shelf, so that was probably a lull where I wasn't really buying any toys. Yeah. Because Power Rangers has kind of ended, and 
bone crunchers are coming a year or two. Yep. So in 95, I'm not buying these toys. I'm not even watching the cartoon. But, you know, in the last 10, 15 years of being surrounded by toys, you know, I get my hands on some street sharks. I start realizing, man, these toys are so cool. They're, they're just, very cool. To me, what I like most about street sharks is they're so unique in the toy space. They're not, you know, like mm -hmm. the scale. They're super buff. They, they got, stand out. Yeah, there's a lot of action. You know, most of them punch. At the mm -hmm. same time, their jaw opens and closes so they can do all sorts of stuff. And just the colors pop. The, the characters themselves. So you got the four four brothers, right? Of course, brothers. You got Ripster. Mm -hmm. You got Streaks on his little uh, skates. You got yep. Jab the Hammerhead. Yep. And then you got Big Slam Oo. Big Slam Oo, boy. Big <laughs> Slam Oo, the big dog. He's going to mess some people up. You know, you got that big slam move figure with the with the boxing gloves, yes. ready yep. to just ready to just knock somebody's noggins. So yeah, Street Sharks figures. So, you know, I don't think the amount of people that collect. I don't think there's like a huge amount of people in the world that collect the Street Sharks figures, but the ones that do are super passionate about it, and the figures are quite valuable to this day. It's like you yeah. are not on a even the most beat up destroyed street mm -hmm. shark you can sell that thing for 20 to 30 bucks mm -hmm. easy 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 All day so long. you know i really enjoyed the toys did you you know did you guys ever you weren't buying street sharks i was not buying street sharks no yeah i don't even have any memories of really watching the cartoon but i'm sure i've seen it yeah as a child yeah yeah two i remember my my uh, younger brother having was the hammerhead jab yeah and then yeah. i think it was big slam moo i don't yeah. I, he had a couple others i don't remember those were the two that I I remember personally putting my hands on the most mm -hmm. was was Slamu and they got uh, they got their buddy Hammerhead. Moby Lick Moby Lick the killer yeah. whale he's yeah. cool um, <laughs> you know so if you go back and you look you know if you Google Street Sharks if you're on YouTube and you look up Street Sharks you know where I'm going with this yeah you know the most probably the most famous and video tied to Street Sharks so Street Sharks come out in '95 but at the 1994 Toy Fair in New York City. They are displaying street sharks, and they're trying to, you know, get potential buyers, toy stores to buy mm -hmm. the products. So how do you do that? Especially because, you know, you've got the action figure street sharks, but then there's a whole other line of the hand sharks, yeah. which is just like a classic hand puppet. Mm -hmm. It's all rubber. You know, obviously you put your hand in it and replicate the chomping action right. of a shark. And who better to do that? So how do you sell these toys, you know? So... Mattel, they get their hands on a you know a young actor, uh -huh. a little hungry actor. Get them out there playing with the street sharks, going wild. This guy's doing his best job selling these street sharks. He did pretty good. Do you know who this man is? No clue. Vin Diesel, <laughs> young oh. Vin Diesel. You I remember this video more than the cartoon. Oh, it's kind of like popular and yeah. viral on the internet. Yeah. 1994, young, probably you know early 20s Vin Diesel yeah, going to be. town, dude, selling these hand puppet street sharks. You know, talking their voices, having mm -hmm. a battle. Probably not like the highlight of his career, especially. <laughs> no, he probably he's, hates that video. He's reached so you know such a high amount of fame, but he's a street shark shieldsman, man. Back in the day, I wonder if Vin Diesel has a nice little shelf in his house. With I bet the, you he with does. the street sharks on it. <laughs> probably, yeah, it probably, I like to think he does. It was probably his first decent payday. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cause, I mean, really, I mean, he wasn't a well-known actor not at that time. until oh, no, like dude. fast and furious boiler room maybe like yeah, boiler probably room. five six years later yeah. Right? yeah yeah a couple of, yeah well fast and furious i think was oh one yeah the first one mm -hmm. so i mean you're talking five with a five-year run where he was man who's living on that street sharks money Heck yeah. for five years but yeah no the other thing with street sharks the cartoon i could have my timeline really really messed up here but mm -hmm. i kind of associate it with watching saturday wrestling like it was like you watch live wire 
or maybe it was Sunday wrestling because Action Zone was on Sundays at noon, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like watch American Gladiators, watch X Men the animated series, watch Street Sharks, watch Action Zone. Action Zone and Street Sharks go hand in hand with me for some reason. Mm, when you think of Street Sharks, you just picture Tide Pang. Yeah, <laughs> I picture Diesel power bombing Bob Backlund and winning the championship. Nine seconds, baby. Yeah. From yes, uh, MSG. MSG. <laughs> Days after Survivor Series 94. It's like, man, I just watched an episode of Street Sharks and Diesel is the heavyweight champion? Dang. <laughs> what a morning. No, dude, I think your timeline yeah, checks out. I think you might be right on. Yeah, I think that's probably right when Street... Because Street Sharks, the toys come out in 95, yep. but the cartoon is uh, fall 94. So timeline checks out, dude. Yeah. You were watching Jab and then Diesel powerbomb Bob Backlund. That's, yeah. What a tag team that That's is. a Sunday morning in 1994 for you guys. <laughs> All, All right, right, yeah, that's enough Street Sharks for now. Ready to spin? Yep. Here we, we got go. two left, go. right? Yeah. yeah, we got two left. It's our last uh, spin here, uh, fellas. Uh, well, you're going to have to wait to find out. It, was, it looked like it was going to be close, but we are ending, or well, not ending, but ending the wheel on Biker Mice okay. from Mars. All right, so in the similar vein of Biker Mice, or excuse me, of Street Sharks yeah. and Cowboys of Mumesa. Dude, yeah. TMNT homage, right? Everything so, goes back to TMNT. So this is Biker Mice from Mars, and this is 1993, and these are Galoob makes these they toys, Galoob, right? Yeah. So this is Galoob's only entry into the list. Um, but Biker Mice from Mars, super cool concept. The show's good. The cat, again, you were talking about the cast of Cowboys and Mumesa. Yeah. Biker Mice from Mars, I didn't realize this till I researched it. Name a cast member of Beverly Hills 90210. They were Luke all Perry. they yeah. were yeah. all on Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> so Ian Ziering, Steve Sanders, yeah. he's the voice of one of the Biker Mice. He's the voice of uh, Vinny, right? So he's, you know, one of the three main cast members on the show. He must have really liked, you know, voice and Biker Mice. So he goes yeah. back to the, to the, uh, you know, the studio Beverly Hills nine hundred two and He tells them all, and they just all are like, all sign are. me up, dude. Yeah. So everyone. You know, by Brian Austin Green, Luke Perry, uh, Jason Priestley, <laughs> Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling. They're all on Biker That's Mice from awesome. Mars. Not as, like, recurring characters. But, like supporting you know, characters. Yeah, they're yeah. all on yeah. the show. So Biker Mice from Mars, yeah, 1993, you got the three Biker Mice. You know, they're from Mars is their planet. And, uh, you know, their planet is invaded by this alien species. They're put on Earth. And uh, so what, you got Vinny, you got Throttle, you got Moto. All cool. Um, so Vinny, right? Vinny is the wait. Vinny throttle. Yeah, Vinny's the leader of Biker Mice. He's the brown Biker I Mice, think so. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the main thing about Vinny, when you go back and you watch the cartoon, he's voiced by Rob. The, the leader's Throttle. Oh, Throttle. throttle I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So Throttle, Throttle's the leader, and he's voiced by uh, Rob Paulson, Rob right? Paulson. So yep. it, it's like Raphael just talking to you. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, same. You know, cadence, same type of delivery. So you know, he's cool. You got Moto. Moto's the one with the giant robotic arm. Yes, yep. yep. And then, yeah, Vinny, which is Steve Sanders from 90210. So it's weird that you mentioned uh, the same voice as Raphael, because that's what turned me off of Biker Mice from Mars. Oh. As a kid, oh, it's yeah. the same reason with uh, with Transformers, why I couldn't get into Transformers, is because the guy who did the Cobra Commander voice did, I think, Starscream's Starscream, voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy, that's Cobra Commander. I can't watch <laughs> I it. I can't take this I serious. can't watch Biker Mice from Mars. That's Raphael. Where's like, the remote? It was just, you know, yeah. it was just it was one thing as a kid for me that it just turned me off from the show. Cool concept, but yeah. But Ian Ziering, Sharknado or Biker Mice from Mars, what do you think he holds closer to his heart? <laughs> Definitely Sharknado. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's made more money on Sharknado. Yeah, probably. Um, 
So yeah, so you got the three biker mice. You got their buddy, the the April O'Neil of the show, Charlene. Uh, Sh- Charlie Davidson, I believe, is what they call her. Yeah, Charlie. Sh- Charlie Davidson. Charlie Davidson. Um, yep. Well, Chuck. But the toys are. I really think the toys are cool. You know, dude. Yes. Yeah. You know, and the bikes themselves. You got some with rip cords. You got some where yeah. the wheels light up. And you just had some in the shop not that long ago, right? Or do you still hand, have them? I still have a couple. Uh, I got a boxed vehicle and a carded figure. Yeah. They just don't come around anymore, man. And the, the price has gone up a ton, which Dude, is hilarious yes. because, what, 15 years ago, early, uh, you like biker mice from from Mars were just considered like worthless, right? right They're yeah. like in the same box you would throw. Uh, x-men toy biz figures right, you know what i mean right. x-force figures or like, power of the force nobody figures. cares no one cared them. but man people care now it's crazy you know mm-hmm. as time evolves the kids that grew up watching biker mice want to reconnect with it and right. there's just less and less of them out there especially like in good shape because yeah. so many of them were just kind of thrown in a bin no so one bought them and yeah, they went to all, the landfill yeah you know, they're all destroyed that's what happened so yeah really cool toys biker mice definitely like i think people look back on like 90 specific shows biker mice is one of the ones that most people are like right. super fond for mm-hmm. so one one thing with biker mice that i did play with as a kid my cousin was kind of more into the biker mice from Mars than i was i said raphael voice dude turned me up but nonetheless he had a, a handheld game okay. uh tiger electronics i think made it i just remember it had like the art of um biker mice from mars was like the, the bag tiny little screen mm-hmm. things were so massive this tiny little itty bitty screen and it just had like four buttons on it: up, down, right, and left. <laughs> yeah, and it was like this: like your right thumb was like right and left, I think, and then mm-hmm. your left thumb was up and down. And you just played on like the tiny little tiger electronic screen. Were but, you riding a motorcycle? Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like my cousin. I just remember going. Remember, I go to my yeah. cousin's. He was. He had a couple of the toys, but I never really saw. Remember the toys, but I remember that stupid little yeah. game because I'd yep. sit on his bed and play that while he'd be playing his like. Super Nintendo. I think he had a video, a Super Nintendo game for Biker Mice. Yeah, from yeah I was well. going to say Biker yeah. Mice did get a Super Nintendo game, which people look back and say is pretty good. You know, I didn't have Super Nintendo, yeah. so I never played the game. I forgot to mention that Pirates of the Dark Water had Super Nintendo game it too. It did. It did. Wow. Yeah, wow. I know Trolls had quite yeah. a few uh, Stone Protectors. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of our so, top, uh, Super lot Nintendo of topics, got, yeah. got involved with uh, yeah. a lot of the topics we talked about. Well, I was going to say Biker Mice and Street Sharks. Both those properties were the the kind of property that got like the full court press treatment. Right. So, you know, you're going to get toys. You're going to get, but you're going to get all the other stuff too, you know, yeah. like, you know, the curtains for your bed mm-hmm. or the party supplies, you right. know, like the, <laughs> you're going to get that stuff. And Biker Mice from Mars, they didn't make, uh, there were not trading cards for Biker Mice, right? Who knows? There might have been. Yeah, there's. Just, I don't know off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. But it definitely looks like the kind of IP that would have it. Yeah. You know? All right, biker mice, baby. So there's one left. There's one there's left. No need to spin. No need to spin. <laughs> I forgot what it is. So spawn. I don't spawn, baby. Oh, Dave's pick up spawn. Spawn. So nothing that to me like depicts the mid to late nineties more than spawn. This is a perfect way to end the nineties. It is a good one to end on. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like it's like, definitely the latest of these nine picks, yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. In, in the whole scheme of things. But, yeah, Spawn kind of changed the game of the way I toys are made. I was going to say it literally redefined the action figure space. Yep. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So it was a comic in the early 90s that Todd McFarlane was involved in, and he was working with Mattel to produce the action figures for his comic book, Spawn. Mm-hmm. They had a falling out. He ended up going with Todd's Toys as the name of his toy line yeah, he originally. Created his own. And then he was trying to put these out himself. It was fledgling. Then he, Mattel's trying to sue him over the Todd name. 
even though it's his name. And they right. just went with, I'm going with McFarlane Toys, and I'm putting my Spawn figures out. And he changed, he really revolutionized the toy industry, really, the action figure industry. really did. Um, there was six, six that came out initially, um, which I had, I had all but one. Uh, but you had Spawn, and then there was Medieval Spawn. Then you had Tremor, Violator, Overkill, and Clown. Yeah. And those were the six toys that came out, and there was just so much detail. And Spawn was a lot more like it, it appealed more to teens. Yeah. I mean, the comic was very serious. Uh, and then there was an animated show. wasn't part of your Saturday morning cartoons. It was an HBO yeah. animated show, and then the movie came out. It all happened in, in such a short time. The comic was '92. I think they started production on the animated series for HBO in like 96. It didn't come out till 97, and then the movie came out in 98. Mm -hmm. So it had a, a, a run where Spawn was everywhere in the 90s. A lot of angst, a lot of thanks a lot to the Crow's popularity, yeah. I think, helped drive Spawn because it's kind of this anti hero. Yeah. Um, darker than Batman. Way darker this. than Batman. But, but along the same vein, yeah. inspired by Vat Batman for sure. But Clown. Awesome, awesome villain. Iconic character. Yeah, awesome toy. This little short, fat guy. Mm. Cool face paint. I think he had like a head that rotated too or switched around or multiple heads or something. Mm. Um, the detailing in the sculpt of the Spawn toys, though, was just uncanny yeah. to anything yeah, else level. at the time. Yeah, see, I never got into Spawn, didn't buy it, but I can absolutely appreciate how it literally changed the game mm -hmm. because every other pick we've said today you know, Cowboys of Mumesa, Pirates of Dark Water, Bucky O'Hare, Street mm -hmm. Sharks, Biker Mice from Mars, you know, toyetic, colorful, kitty, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Spawn is like the exact opposite yeah. of all these things, you right. know what I mean? It's dark, it's gritty, it's aimed for an older audience. The packaging itself yeah, looks unlike any yeah. other action figure. You know, the clamshell case with the comic book behind yeah. it. Yeah, the You know, Marvel Legends, you know, followed that years later, later but yeah. Spawn and McFarlane did it first, that. man. You know, not a lot of articulation points on these figures, yeah. but they're so damn detailed. They're unlike anything you ever had before. You know, a lot of them came with display pieces or accessories mm -hmm. that were you know, as big as the figure themselves. Yeah. They're just toys just didn't get made like that prior to them. Do you remember out. what the retail price was back then on those? I got no clue. I don't man. know. I'm trying, I just I was know, trying to like, remember. I, you know, they were I just more. wasn't. Were they? Yeah, they had to be. Because my older brother. I mean, we're talking Spawn from 95. I would have been my older brother, like 15, 16. He was working at the time, and I remember going to Toys R Us with him, mm -hmm. and he bought, like, Spawn and Clown. Yeah. And that was, like, probably half his paycheck Ooh. from yeah. McDonald's. I don't know McDonald's, for sure. I mean, I was just saying they're probably, like, 10 or $12, $15 I was, I was toys. $9.99. And, um, and I remember being like, wow, those are so much more expensive than, like, Hasbro yep. WWE guys. Oh, yeah. But then, but I kind of got into Spawn myself, too, because I was a teenager. Like, yeah. I evolved, you know, turning into a teenager with the TV show. And yeah. I, I, I loved it. And um, it was, like, perfect timing for me. And I, it kind of got me back into toys for that brief run in the late yeah, 90s because I, right. I i don't think you're alone you know yeah, earlier no, you talked not. about uh, you know you're a kid that grew up on he-man or you're a kid that grew up on ljn's you know you're <clears throat> so you're young in the 80s by the time these toys come out you are a teenager or a young adult there is nothing to appeal to you until these figures come out i bet you there were lots of lapsed toy fans mm -hmm. from the 80s that once spawn came out reignited their passion and like cultivated a whole idea of like buying toys as a collectible too yeah. like collecting these things like your yeah. teenage brother he wasn't bashing his spawn figures together he no, was probably no, buying he was them to display them, them. Absolutely. Yeah. which prior to that you know people 
I'm sure super hardcore collectors were doing, but kids and teens in the 90s, they, they weren't making shelves and putting their figures on them. Mm-hmm. No, it yeah. just wasn't really happening prior yeah, to that. Yeah, he was, and I remember him I remember him having, I don't know if it was a card back or a, an advertisement, but KB, I remember us going to KB a lot looking for s- exclusive Spawn toys. I want to say they were like either gold painted or gold was in the design Mm -hmm. but there was some sort of kb exclusive spawn toys that had gold in them and he had one i think it was violator um that he had that had like the gold all in it or it might have been all gold Mm -hmm. and and i remember he had the spawn toys on the shelf he you know he took them out of the package and posed posed them and then they sat on the shelf and then that violator though was in the package for a long time and i think he ended up selling it at a gibraltar trade center like (laughs) like sports card show like toy guy like and uh for for a nice chunk of change probably probably switched out for a joe montana card on him but uh but yeah no spawn really cool and just screams 90s nothing screams 90s more than spawn no and just in the last year or two as uh mcfarland because mcfarland now like such a huge player in the toy space and it all started here but those original first run series spawn figures are finally getting like re-released yeah yeah. new so you know you go to the target back wall now and you're gonna see the new new deluxe 30 dollar clown figure Mm -hmm. what's that big giant uh violator violator yeah yeah, serpent mount the alien, almost looking like alien right. from mm-hmm. yep. alien movies. Yeah, right. cool stuff. I think Spawn is the perfect way to end a '90s toy <laughs> podcast because yeah. it changed the '90s, changed the man. game honestly. Because from there, you're gonna get, you know, Toy Biz is gonna up their game. Yeah, they're gonna start making stuff more articulated and more detailed. And you know, Kenner did the same thing. There's that line of the Batman Legend of what's it called? Legend of the Dark Knight. Legend of the Dark. Yeah, I think so. Right, yeah. where it's like bigger scale, bigger more like spawn scale, yeah. and you know, more detailed. Those figures are cool, and yeah, just everything changes from this point. Thanks, Spawn. Yes, yeah, smart of Todd McFarlane, knowing that the kids that grew up in the eighties, yeah, still yeah, want to buy their whole toys. Huge market of people that have fallen out of buying toys. I mean, they're, they're, it's right. like okay, everything's Ninja Turtles, but we've got kids who played with toys yeah. that are 16. They don't want Ninja Turtles anymore. Yeah. Good for him to yeah. be the yeah. first one to attack that market. And then he even dominated st- – He part of the reason why starting lineup went belly up because then he got into the toy – the sports world, and oh, he's yeah. touched. He's gotten his hands on so many different mm-hmm. lines. He's a smart businessman. Absolutely. But speaking of smart business decisions, we have a smart business decision coming to you next week, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks back, we we did a bracket-style A term- bodacious bracket. <laughs> my apologies. Don't shortchange it now. We did the Time Blaster Toycast Bodacious Bracket Tournament, or what is it, Keith, for short? That's the TBTBBT for short. <laughs> so <laughs> we are bringing that back, the LJN. I don't want to we call it round two or, or the second. Uh, yeah, it's like the second round, right? Like, yeah, yeah for now. Yeah. We'll come yeah. up with some better. But yeah. yeah. So. Honky Tonk Man won the first tournament. Yeah, we have to get our next winner here. We've got eight yeah. mystery entrants. Who's going to come out on top? I am so excited. I can't. I have been barely. I've barely been able to sleep the last two Dude, weeks, guys. It's been keeping me up at night. <laughs> I'm stoked. So join us next week. Leave your reviews, like, yes, subscribe, please. comment. Do all that jazz. Um, and uh, if you got any questions, feel free to send them in. We got a Q and A episode coming up soon, or we're hoping to do a Q and A episode yeah, coming should, up real yes, soon. Real soon. Yes. So uh, send some questions in that you're thinking out there, so we can compile them and and bring this Q and A episode to you folks. And uh, be prepared for the LJN bracket tournament. Bodacious. Bracket. Yo, DJ, spin that wheel.